Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Rick Kiley. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse number 13. I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes today on going from duty to delight, from going from duty to delight. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man, the whole duty of man. When we first come to God, we are so thankful for what God has done that we want to do whatever he asks us to do. And it becomes initially a duty to us. It's about doing what we see God wants from our lives. But God wants to take us beyond duty. I can remember one man coming to the Lord and saying, Master, what must I do to be saved? What's my duty? What's the minimum requirements? What do you require of me? And even when people claimed that they were keeping the commandments, he always gave them something more, didn't he? To this man he said, well, if you'll be perfect, since you've kept the law since from your youth up, go and sell all you have and give it to the poor, and then you can come and follow me. Where's the scripture for that? Where was that ever a requirement previously to when Jesus spoke it to him? Or was it just for him because the Lord knew that that was a higher priority in his life than anything else, his wealth? And he was trying to teach him that he needed to go beyond duty and he needed to go to delight. Now let's take a look at John chapter 2. This is the first miracle that Jesus did, John chapter two and verse three, when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. We're gonna go through 10. Verse four, Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, That's what you need to do. Whatever he tells you to do. Now that's a great sermon in itself. Can I get an amen? That's a great sermon. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. He might ask you to do something that you don't think makes any sense at all. But if you do what he tells you to do, the miracle will take place. There were set six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. Verse seven. Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water. They filled them to the brim. And he said unto them, draw out nigh and bear unto the governor of the feast and they bear it. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew whence it was, but the servants drew the water new, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom And said unto him, every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when they have well drunk, then which is worse, thou hast kept the good wine until now. The best was last. Because somebody did 
what they were told to do. They performed their duty. Take a look here at at Psalms 37 and verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and you will give you the desires of your heart. Verse 11. But the meek shall inherit the earth and and shall delight themselves in abundance of peace. See, we need to go beyond what is required and enter into what is desired. What is it the Lord really wants from us? And does it become a delight rather than a duty? I remember when I was a young boy, um, my parents made me go to church. Anybody remember that? You will go to church. It is our duty to go to church. And so we went to church even when we didn't want to go to church. We looked at our watches and we kept track of the time. And, and, uh, but we did our duty. We put in our time. And some of us thought that by going to church we could go to heaven. You can't go to heaven if you don't go to church. And so we went to church and it became a duty. But I remember when I first started coming to church and found the Lord and had a relationship with the Lord, it was no longer a duty, it became a delight. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It wasn't, oh, we gotta go to church again. It was, we get to go to church today. We're gonna have a Bible study. We're gonna have good worship. We're gonna have good preaching. We're gonna have a great time in the house of the Lord. It is my delight to be in the house of the Lord. I don't know about you, but during the week, I'm glad we have a midweek service. I'm glad we get to come to the house of God on a Wednesday night. I'm glad for a prayer meeting. I'm glad for home Bible studies. See, uh, the the identity of our life has been changed because we now delight ourselves in the things of God versus the things that we were previously interested in. Even Paul said, the things that I once loved, remember Saturday nights before God? I now hate. And the things I once hated, I hated getting up on Sunday morning. I now love. Because it's, we have gone beyond a duty and now it has become our delight. And we can delight ourselves in the Lord. And we can be refreshed and renewed in the Lord. It's no longer, it's no longer a duty. Let me give you a, a very good example in Exodus chapter 21. 21 and 1 reads this way. Now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. If you buy a Hebrew servant, six years he will serve you. In the seventh year he will go out free for nothing. If he came in by himself, he goes out by himself. If he were married, then his wife will go out with him. If his master's given him a wife and she's borne him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters and he will go out by himself. And if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. 
Then his master shall bring him unto the judges. He'll bring him to the door and unto the doorpost. And his master shall bore his ear through with an awl. And he shall serve him forever. Now, I want to make sure you understand this. A man is a slave to a Hebrew for six years, but on the seventh year, he gets to go out free. If he came in by himself, and on the seventh year, he can go out by himself. But if during that time, when he came in by himself, he fell in love with a woman and was married while he was a slave... If he decides he doesn't want to serve his master anymore, then he can leave, but he can't take his wife. And any children that they had, he can't take them. Why? Because his master provided him with a wife and provided him with children. So why are you making such a big deal about this? Because every one of us gets to make a choice every single day of our lives as to whether or not we're going to serve God. And we can go out anytime we want and no longer serve God. But don't take what God gave you while you were in his house out of his house because they belong to the master before they belong to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Too many times I've seen people come into the house of God. They, they had nothing. And God blessed them. And, and they get married and they have families. And, and then for some reason, they get off track and they say, well, you know what? I, I don't want to live for God anymore. That's fine. Go. But don't take what God gave you. That should be left in his house because it belongs to the master. But if on the other hand, after these six years of a duty-filled life, you decide, you know what, Lord? I'm not leaving your house. I recognize that everything I've got, I got while I was in your house. You have blessed me abundantly. You have saved my marriage. You have blessed my family. You have supplied all of my needs. I'm no longer serving you because I think I owe you. I'm serving you because I love you and I want to serve you. And it is now my delight to serve you. And when you say that to the master, They said, well, when you say that to the master, we're going to take you to a public place and we're going to put your earlobe against the doorpost and we're going to stick an awl against your ear and pound a hole in it. And there's going to be a mark on your flesh that declares that you are no longer a slave, but a love servant. And everybody that ever sees you again will recognize you, not as somebody that is in duty, but as somebody that is in delight. Delight. I want to be a loved servant, not a slave. I want to serve God because I love him and it is my delight. That's the way it's supposed to be, folks. 
I don't serve God because I don't want to go to hell. I serve God because I want to go to heaven and be with him. And not, it's not about, I remember we were, we were turkey hunting last year. Um, Brother Meyer was one of the men that was with us. And, and uh, we had some religious group come over and knock on the door. And they introduced themselves and what they believed and they wanted to talk and we sat down and, and I asked a question. I said, well, can I ask a question before we get started? Yeah. Can I go to heaven? Are you interested in going to heaven? And they said, well, no, we're not interested in going to heaven. Why not? Because it's full. 144,000 get to go to heaven and that number has been filled. So we can't go to heaven. What about whosoever will may come? I mean, did, did God do a bad job of planning? Are you saying that? that? Are you saying he's a respecter of persons? They just said, no, no, it's full and we can't go to heaven. I said, well, if you could go to heaven, would you want to go? And they said, no again. No, why? Because we want to live on the new earth. We believe it's going to be like the Garden of Eden. And that's where we want to be. So what they were saying was, is that they were more in love with the creation than the creator. Hey, I want to see the creator. I want to be with the Lord. Oh, gates of pearl and streets of gold and all of that. That's, that's pretty amazing. I'm sure it'll be beautiful. And eye hasn't seen and ear hasn't heard, but I want to be with Jesus. I want to be at his side. I want to love on Jesus and I want him to love on me. It's about a relationship that is extended beyond this life and throughout eternity. That is a delight. That is a delight. And that's really why we should want to go to heaven. Amen? We should want to go to heaven because we want to be, we want to be with the Lord. See, we be, start out as men of duty, but we should become men of delight. 1 John chapter 3, verse number 22. Whatsoever we ask of him, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. Anybody here want to do the things that are pleasing in his sight? And I, I'm just going to be totally honest with you today and, and totally open with you. You're not always going to come to the house of the Lord and be excited about worship. Boy, you know, I'm, you know, I'm really in the mood today. Well, yeah, sometimes that happens. Sometimes you've got to put yourself in the mood. Sometimes you just, you know what the Lord wants and you give it to him. And then the Lord blesses you and then it's not a duty anymore. It becomes a delight. Who wouldn't want to be in the presence of the Lord? Everybody does. But we create an atmosphere in our prayer and in our praise. It becomes an incense to God 
that brings his presence and then it becomes our delight. Our delight to worship him, the things that please him. Galatians 1 and 10. Do I seek to persuade men or God? Do I seek to please men? For if I pleased men, I would not be the servant of Christ. Please God. That's not a prayer request. I want to please God. I want to be delightsome to him. And you know, I, I know that part of what we do starts out as duty. That's the whole point of what I'm trying to say this morning. What we start out as in duty should become our delight. I believe that God hears every one of our prayers every time we pray them. I believe that God has an answer for every prayer request that we've offered and every question that we've asked. And I believe it will come oftentimes right through this pulpit and right in this sanctuary. It happens that way, folks. God will speak to the preacher. And you know what? It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to even be one of our other pastors. It can be other people in our congregation that God gives a word to. He uses them to teach the word of God and there's the answer. But if we're not there, if we're out doing something else that, that we shouldn't be doing, we can miss what we've prayed for. Let me share this with you, this story. A Christian wrote a letter to the editor of the newspaper and he complained that it made no sense to go to church every Sunday. Quote, I've gone for 30 years now, he wrote, and in that time I've heard something like 3,000 sermons. But for the life of me, I can't remember a single one of them. So I think I'm wasting my time and pastors are wasting theirs by giving sermons at all. This started a real controversy in the letters to the editor's column, much to the delight of the editor. And it went on for weeks until someone wrote this clincher. Quote, I've been married for 30 years now. In that time, my wife has cooked some 32,000 meals. But for the life of me, I can't recall the last one I had on the menu. But I do know this. They all nourished me. They gave me strength so that I could do my work. And if my wife would not have given me those meals, I would be dead today. How's that for an example? And you know what? It's the same way with our spiritual nourishment. I admit to you, I get up in the morning and I have a routine. I force myself to read my Bible every day. I force myself to pray. You say, why do you do that? It may appear that it is a duty, but really it is a discipline that leads to a delight. Because if my attitude is right, and if I pray before I even read the word of God, God will show me something 
that I haven't seen before that will help me and make me a better person. And sometimes it is a duty. But in every case, it should lead to a delight. A delight. I saw something in the word of God today that encouraged me. I talked to God and God talked back to me. I felt God's presence and I know that everything's going to be all right. It started out as a duty, but it became a delight. Praise God. Jesus, help us to recognize that our duties should lead us to our delights. Help us to acknowledge your presence before we ever... Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.